Hey everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Spartans on the Bank. Uh, this is Sean. A couple things I wanted to go over on this episode. Uh, so, I want to go over what, what we in East Lansing have deemed the September Heisman. Uh, I want to go over all the watch lists um, that have been published and where the Michigan State players fall on them. Uh, we've got two, we got two major commits uh, over the past weekend, uh, a football and a basketball that I want to touch on. And then Desmond Howard said something stupid, so I want to touch on that. We'll be right back. All right. So for all Spartan fans, we love to give that program down the road uh, crap over what we deem as the September Heisman. Um, they get all the press, the all the love uh, in um, uh, Devin Gardner, Denard Robinson, the people and now J.J. McCarthy, the players that get the how do I want to say the accolades and the designation of oh, this is the Heisman front runner. This is, you know, J.J. McCarthy, you know, he's he's a dark horse for Heisman, blah, blah, blah. It's deemed the September Heisman because these guys, they they routinely um, think that their players, because they put up massive numbers against crappy non-conference schedules, that they're going to win the Heisman, right? And I'm sorry to say, as those in East Lansing know, the Heisman is not won in October. Or September, it's one in November, um, and hell, it's even you even get there with two good games. Um, looking to shoot Aiden Hutchinson, um, but the Heisman is purely a popularity contest. So the odds that Michigan State ever has a player that wins it, not high. That's just me being honest on that one. Um, with if Kenneth Walker can't even get an invite last year, and he by the way he's the only Walter Campbell final uh, winner to not even be at the finalist ceremony. That truly highlighted the failure of the Heisman committee. The Heisman is a joke at this point in, in college football. It really is. Then this is not me crapping on Michigan. It really isn't. Um, Charles Woodson is a fantastic defensive player. Fantastic. But he didn't win it because of his defensive play. He won it for his kick returns. He won it for, he won it. That's why he was there. Um, should have gone to Peyton Manning. That's just, that's my personal opinion, but Charles Woodson is a fantastic defensive player. Probably my favorite defensive player that didn't go to Michigan state. Right. Um, he's right up there with like JJ Watt for me personally, but the, the Heisman has, has lost a lot of its luster, at least in my eyes. With that being said, some, some still, still perceive it to be the premier trophy. Um, I don't believe it is because it's voted on by, you know, the media and former Heisman players um, or Forsman, uh, former Heisman winners. So I don't necessarily agree that the Heisman is the premier trophy, but it is what it is. So if we talk September Heisman for Michigan State, really, it boils down to two players. We have Peyton Thorne, who, again, is criminally underrated across the NCAA landscape for what he for what he was able to do last year. Oh, it was all because of Kenneth Walker. Okay, yeah, Kenneth Walker absorbed, all, like, he demanded a lot of attention. Peyton Thorne still set the MSU single-season record for touchdowns. So let's not get too crazy. And then Jane Reed. Jane Reed is putting together a, he has put together a fabulous career. And there is a legitimate possibility that he could be number one in the record books or number two behind Charles Rogers in Michigan State history, which is impressive when you consider that he didn't play the first two years of his career at Michigan State. So this this kid is putting together a fantastic season. 
or a fantastic career. And if he is the go-to threat for Peyton Thorne, and Peyton Thorne is who I think he is, he is. Um, I think Jane Reed is a dark horse for the Blitnikoff award. And I think he legit stands a chance of being invited to New York. Now, do I think he has a chance of winning it? Not unless Michigan State is top five in offense and Peyton Reed is, or Peyton Reed, Jane <laughs> Reed is scoring, is, you know, has 15, 20 touchdowns. It's just, Michigan State doesn't have the offense. We don't run the type of offense that allows the wide receiver to win it, right? It's a quarterback award. We know it's a quarterback award. I I think it's the last 20 years, like three non-quarterbacks have won it. And it was a wide receiver from Alabama and a running back from Alabama. So, I mean, it, it is a quarterback award. We know it's a quarterback award. So does Peyton Thorne stand a chance? My argument is if Peyton Thorne has the type of season he had last year, absolutely he could get invited. A hundred percent. He needs to up he needs to up his completion percentage some. But if he has the type of season where he's throwing 20, 30 touchdowns, 35 touchdowns, which yes, will set the single season record again for Michigan State, because he owns the record at 27, there is a legitimate possibility that. Peyton Thorne could could be invited to New York. Does he win it? Honestly, I I don't know. Bryce Young, yeah, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud both back, um, both on high powered offenses, both on teams that are projected to make the playoffs. So it, it's tough. Um, I think it will involve it will involve Michigan State winning the Big Ten for Peyton Reed, um, Peyton Reed, Peyton Thorne to make the to to win the Heisman it, it really will because that means he's he would have beat Penn State Washington Michigan Ohio State and then possibly a team in the playoffs and it's going to be all on his shoulders um that Kenneth Kenneth Walker is gone I mean we we know it so is it possible yeah is it likely probably not but that doesn't mean we can't get we can't get excited when paint when um paint Peyton Thorne is throwing, you know, 10 touchdowns in the first three weeks because we're playing garbage opponents. That's what it's about, right? Get excited. Remember remember when Shalit Calhoun, I think it was in the 2013 season, had more touchdowns than our entire offense in the non-conference schedule? Like, that, the non-conference is the time where you create these really, really outlandish narratives and you get proven right for three weeks and then you get into playing actually good teams and, you know, things things turn around. But with that, we'll be right back. All right, so it's it's preseason time, which means that we're getting all these award watch lists out, right? And college football has a lot of awards, a lot of end of end of season awards, um, rightfully so. I mean, there's 130 teams. Players do the best they can, um, and in my opinion, it's kind of freaking awesome that Michigan State has a player named to pretty much every every um, watch list. You've got Trey Mosley's for the for the Werfel watch list, which is like the most um, most outstanding volunteer. Paul Harung, uh, the all around, the best all around player is Jaden Reed. Side note, that is actually probably the one that we stand the best chance at winning this season um, is Jane Reed for best all around player. 
with the kick returns, the punt returns, the wide receiver, absolutely possible. Uh, Bryce Berenger is the Ray guy. I want to say he is one of the top front runners for it. Um, however, Rutgers punter, Rutgers punter, Rutgers punter does exist. Um, and Rutgers sucks. So they punt a lot and the kid's not bad. The kid is actually pretty solid. He won it last year. He's back this year. So it's possible, but Bryce Berenger, hopefully, you know, he stands a chance, but part of me wants to not see us punt at all because that would be amazing. Um, Jacob Slade for the outline, which is the best lineman, uh, Bronco Nagurski award, Xavier Henderson, Jim Thorpe, Xavier Henderson, Bronco Nagurski is best defensive player. Jim Thorpe is best defensive back. My problem with the, with the Bronco Nagurski watch list is that Cal Halliday is not on it. We, how is this kid getting no love for across the, like across the spectrum? The kid's getting no love kid was this preseason all American or a post freshman all American last year. And he's back and he's only going to get better. I, I I'm just not understanding how Cal Halliday is not getting the love. Right. Um, the Blitnikoff, Jaden Reed, like I said, Doak Walker, Jarek Broussard would love to see back-to-back, uh, Doak Walker award winners. Um, I don't really know if it's possible. Jarek, Jarek is on the list because he was the Pac-12 Offensive Player of the Year uh, during the COVID 2020. Um, so, I mean, it's possible. But uh, knowing that we absolutely use the running back like we do, however, everybody's expecting Jarek Broussard and Jalen Berger to split to split time in that backfield. So I, I don't really, unless one of those comes out week one, 75-yard touchdown on first touch like Kenneth Walker, I don't really know if it's possible. Um, Peyton Thorne on the Davey O'Brien, uh, best quarterback award. So hundred percent completely possible, like I said, but that will require him to have an amazing season. Um, Maxwell for the best player is, um, or the best offensive player is Jane Reed and Peyton Thorne. Again, I just don't think it's, I don't think it's going to happen just because we don't run the type of offense that can, that can do it. And the Davey O'Brien, that's probably going to go to whoever wins the Heisman. Uh, because most likely they're going to be a quarterback, right? Uh, and then Walter Camp, the best player in college football, the true best college fo- college player in football, or co- best college football player, um, the true actual award for it, not the Heisman. Uh, currently, the reigning Walter Camp um, Walter Camp recipient, Kenneth Walker. Um, so, is it possible that Payne Thorne wins it? Absolutely, but again, requires him to have an amazing season, amazing season, like twenty. 2013 2014 Connor Cook type season. So is it possible? Absolutely, but he's going to have to show up in big games. Kenneth Walker made his made his bones in the Michigan game, five touchdowns, right? But that came on the back of Peyton Thorne having none. And so people looked at that, they the stat watchers, they look at it and they say, "Well, Peyton Thorne didn't he threw two picks and no touchdowns against Michigan." Well, yeah, but he also he kept drives alive with his throw. So is it, I, I don't think it's out of the realm that Peyton Thorne can do that, but it's going to require having a little bit more finesse, a little bit more touch. I don't, I'm not buying that all these interceptions are, are really like, oh, he's turnover prone. If you want to say that, then the Tugalova from Maryland is more turnover prone. The kid throw the kid threw five picks against Iowa. He had 11 total. Peyton Thorne threw 10 and it was, I can think of at least four that were either end up that were either fourth down and they ended up as a punt because he was trying to make he was trying to go for the deep play or they were at the end of the half or end of the game. So, eh, I don't really buy it. The kid the kid is trying to make a play. The kid is a baller, 
and he's number one. He's a, he's a coach's son, and he's an offensive coach, offensive coordinator son. So you know he knows the game. He's in there. He's studying film, and everything that we're getting out of camp is that his leadership has only improved. So it's absolutely possible that he is um, that he ends up winning one of these awards. But it's going to require him to put together a fantastic season and cut down on the interceptions. So with the wide receiver room we have, absolutely possible. So overall, though, I mean, Mel Tucker is getting Michigan State to the point where they're getting national recognition across the board um, at every position, except linebacker, which, in my opinion, is our best position group. So when you look at what Mel Tucker is doing, he he's putting the college world on notice. We'll be right back. All right, and we're back. <clears throat> so over the weekend, um, Michigan State football got a got a uh, twenty their first twenty twenty four recruit with um, with Nick Marsh. Uh, the he's a he's a uh, four star recruit out of um, out of River uh, River Rouge, um, and this kid is so he's ranked number eighty two nationally by the twenty four seven composites. He's the fourteenth overall wide receiver. He's the first recruit for the 2024 class for Mel Tucker. Yes, it is a local kid, but that does not matter. The fact that they were able to lock up a top 100 player for their first player in the 2024 class, that is huge. They Mel Tucker, like, like I've been talking about, has upped the recruiting game, and it's only getting better. The longer, and the longer he's here and the more success he has, it's only getting better. We saw it with Antonio that hey, we're recruiting the we're recruiting the scrappy guy, the the undersized, the one with the chip on the shoulder. Mel Tucker's still looking for that kind of Spartan dog edge, but he's he's not just going for the local kid with the chip on his shoulder. He's recruiting nationally. And when you look at the 2024 class and the kids that were that were at Spartan Dog Con and what they had to say. They, it was huge, and I, I'm waiting for some more of the reactions to come out from Justin Thin and Corey Robinson and everybody like that because you know they actually talk to these kids. I'm I'm a nobody, um, but these guys they they do great work and they they get the reactions and everything. And everything coming out of it is that Spartan Dog Con was huge. It was a it was a massive success. I mean, Nick Marsh committed. It, it's a family atmosphere. That's what you're hearing ups up down left and right, right. And so we're we're kind of in an awkward spot as Michigan State fans. By this time, um, by this time every year, we're used to having the current class locked up, um, not really waiting on anybody to commit. But across the board, we're getting we're getting some solid commits. Um, and we're we're getting top tier commits, which is amazing. Uh speaking of top tier commit, we are um Tom Izzo uh had just landed Xavier Booker. And depending upon which which source you look at, he is a he's number three for the twenty four seven. He's number one on rivals. However, he's fifty eighth overall on twenty four seven composites. Thank you, ESPN and the UM hype machine. Um, don't even get me started on the ESPN recruiting services. They're trash. They shouldn't be included in the twenty four seven composite. But because it's ESPN, they are. Um, but Tom Izzo was able to land Xavier Booker over the weekend and. It, he's the highest ranked recruit um, in Tom Izzo's tenure. 
Um, I think the only the only other Michigan State recruit that's ever been higher is Magic Johnson, and they, they didn't even do recruit rankings back then. But Magic Johnson was like the number one overall recruit, right? Um, and so he was able to he landed Xavier Booker. Xavier Booker has been a stud um, on the Spartan spotlight with Justin Thin. He had their he had his AAU coaches on, and they were they were talking about how why Xavier Booker committed to Michigan State. And it all boils down to relationship with Tom Izzo. Tom, um, they said that Tom Izzo was the only coach that when Xavier Booker played like trash in a game, he'd tell him he played like trash. He's like, you, you were bad. You were bad this game. This is what, this is what you need to do to improve. Just not, not disrespectfully, but giving him a no BS honest answer of here is, here's where you can improve. Let's work on it from there. Um, and he's been, he was there up, down, ups, downs. And then when um, they said that this is really Xavier Booker's first kind of full year of playing organized basketball. So when Tom Izzo was in on Xavier Booker, he was ranked in the 80s or something. Um, and then he jumped and Tom Izzo never went anywhere. He went all in because he knows we need the front court that is able to go toe to toe with the guys of Kofi Cockburn. And yes, it is Cockburn. It's no, it's not whatever he claims it to be. Lou Garza. Um, we have to have the people or Frank Kaminsky, you know, we have to have those big bodies that can go to it. Now, Xavier Booker does not seem like a one and done kind of guy. He needs to put on some muscle. He's 6'10, 205. That that's a skinny dude. Um, so if one or two years with the nutrition program at Michigan State. This kid has, you know, lottery pick written all over him. Um, so if he could stick, if he sticks around for two years, absolutely. And Xavier Booker isn't trying to be a one and done guy. He's not. He's not trying to. Oh, hey, let me, you know, let me jump to the NFL or the uh, NBA right away. It's hey, let me develop. He understands he needs development. He understands that Thomas is one of the best at him. Now with a with offers like Duke and you know UNC and all those, if Coach K is, there, is still there. Does Michigan State land Xavier Booker? I think it's quite possible. But it would have been much more challenging. I we're seeing a changing of the changing of the guard within big um college basketball. Really, it's gonna come down to who retires next. Is it Tom Izzo, Bill Self? That's who it is, right? I can't remember if Jim Boheim, Jim Boheim and Syracuse is still there or not. But Bill Self, my guess, my guess is gonna stick around as long as Kansas isn't under sanctions, which between you, me, and you know the world. Yeah, they absolutely should be. They're a dirty program. It is what I said it. It is what it is. Um, they, you know, they're they're on tape paying players with the FBI, and yet Bill Self is still on untouched, on un, 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 untouched by the NCAA. It's trash. It's garbage. He shouldn't even be allowed. But it is what it is. Tom Izzo runs a clean program, um, and that's why we've lost out on a lot of players. And honestly, it's infuriating as a fan, but I can't fault him. Right, like how how are we gonna fault how are we gonna fault our coach for saying, yeah, you should be cheating to get after these guys. Yeah, everybody does it, but Tom Izzo doesn't. So, it it is kind of nice to see it pay dividends with guys like Xavier Booker. Now, it with all in all transparency, there's still a lot of time before he can sign the and the NIL or NLI National Letter of Intent. So, can things change? Absolutely. Do I expect them to change? No, because it's all about relationships for Xavier Booker. And Tom Izzo, Tom Izzo's not going anywhere. So overall, 
I think it's great. Uh, we'll be back. All right, so I wanted to do a short segment on um, Desmond Howard being an idiot. Now, in all fairness, I think Desmond Howard's an idiot 365 days out of the year. The guy's a moron. He's only on ESPN because he played at U of M and won the Heisman. He, he's not a good analyst. He's a slappy who has a, who has a huge fan base, and he's on TV every weekend. He's an idiot. Um, with that being said, he's an idiot and said that Michigan has the best wide receiver room in the country. Um, one through eight, one through nine. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that Michigan State has the best wide receiver room. I'm, I'm not. What I am going to sit here and remind Desmond Howard that Ohio State exists. They don't even have the best Big Ten room or best, best wide receiver room in the Big Ten. That belongs to Ohio State. Sure, Ohio State lost um, Gordon Will or Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. They still have massive five-star names behind them. Julian Fleming, Marvin, Har- uh, Marvin, Marvin Harrison Jr., um, Kate, Kate Stoker, G. Scott, Mitchie Rose, Mitch Rosie. They've got massive four-star name or four and five-star names behind it. This is so the two deep for Michigan has Cornelius Johnson, their wide receiver from la- the leading wide receiver from last year with 40 touches, 627 yards. Um, they're then AJ Henning, who had 10 receptions for 79 yards. And Ronnie Bell, who, to be fair, was injured first game of the season. He had one reception for 76 yards. So, great. Anthony, uh, Andel, Anthony, or Andrell Anthony, who had 12 receptions for 248. Most of those came against Michigan State, we saw. Um, Roman Wilson, who had 25 te- catches for 420. Mike, uh, Mike Sandstrell, who had, um, let me see here. He had 21 for 305. And then that's, their, that's kind of their two deep. For um, for for Michigan, and then you look at the two deep for Ohio State. You have Marvin Harrison Jr., who is who had 11 catches for 139. Julian Fleming, who had 12 for 86, and then JSN Jackson Smith Nagbagbe. Uh, he had 95 for 1606. Then you have Jaden Ballard, who has who's a true. Uh, he had one reception for four yards. Uh, Cameron Babb, um, who had, uh, he's a, he is a redshirt freshman, so he hasn't played, um, 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 Abguga, oh, sorry, man, I butchered your name. He had nine catches for 191 yards. He's a redshirt freshman. So you have a redshirt freshman, a junior, a junior, and three redshirt freshmen. Whereas for Michigan, you have a senior, junior, uh graduate a fresh a redshirt freshman and junior and a senior so and they're too deep so one through six michigan has more i'll say proven talent however they don't have more talent my money is on if it's marvin harrison jr he plays the x form my money's on one of these one of these three starters and backups for michigan for ohio state to come in and absolutely destroy. They, they are gonna they're gonna blow blow the wide receiver records out of the book. It's probably gonna be JSN, but I mean they just reload with five star wide receivers. So the whole reason I did this is just to highlight Desmond Desmond Howard is a moron. He's always been a moron. And honestly, I love it. It's great for content because he's an idiot. 
he always gives me something to, something to c- complain about. Like the guy exists and he can't keep his foot out of his mouth. Uh, just just look up uh, the, the little thumbs up after uh, the trouble right before the trouble with the snap. Hey, we're gonna win this game. Oh, oh no, oh so poor. All right, we'll be right back. All right, everybody, that'll do it for me this episode. Uh, thanks for listening. You know, like, subscribe, share, all that kind of great stuff. I appreciate you guys. Um, so got word yesterday that uh, there's like over four, 500 people subscribed. Um, honestly, I I appreciate it. I'm just a dude sitting in, sitting in my office by myself, ranting and raving at a computer about how great Michigan State is, how overrated Michigan is, and how Ohio State is just continuously continuously seems to reload every year. Um, with that though, uh. You know, I, I, I do, I'm a football guy in all, in all disclosure, but I, I do try to keep it real. Um, I'm going to try to hit more of the sports as we go through. Um, there's a lot of football podcasts. There's a lot of podcasts out there. I appreciate everybody listening to me. Um, so I, I again, I'm going to avoid the, oh, hey, here's your preview for the games, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, this is where we match up well. Uh, if you want that kind of analysis, um, Standing Room Spartans with Kevin Parker, is a fantastic they are a football only podcast they're fantastic highly recommend you guys go subscribe and listen to them um i do and they are way smarter with football than i am Uh, i just get to rant and rave so with that uh go green go white go spartans